We'll be starting on page 249, uh, the laws of Brit Mila. Uh, as we'll see, there's few halakhot that pertain to Brit Mila that are unique and interesting and uh, almost a halakhic anomaly in terms of uh, how, they, how they fit into the halakhic, um, which halakhic genre uh, do the, the laws of uh, Brit Mila fit into. But let's begin in the Gemari Nadarim, Lamed Aleph, telling us the unique aspect of Brit Mila. Rabbi Yaza ben Azari Omer, Musahi Aorla, Shenit Kanu Barashayim. It is a repulsive, the foreskin, right? Uh, where Rashayim are described as people who have, are uncircumcised. Kikol Agoim Arelim. Rabbi Shmuel Omer, Gdolamila. Great is the midst of Mila Shenichratu Alea Shloshesre Britot. Thirteen Britot were mentioned regarding uh, Brit Mila. We'll see that that might have halachic significance according to the Balei Tosvot, um, not just as uh, a Gadic uh, spiritual idea, but there might actually be halachic significance to that statement. Rabbi Yossi Omer Gdola Mila Shedochet HaShabbat. Mila is one of the few mitzvot that override the Shabbat. We do have certain and others. Yom, and Yom Kippur. Shabbat, Yom Kippur. So we see that, um, that uh, there's something unique about this. Rabbi Yeshua ben Korach When Moshe Rabbeinu didn't uh, circumcise his son, Hashem wanted to punish him straight away. I, there wasn't a, even a, a, a pause for the punishment that was meant to be dished out until Tzipora stepped in at the last minute. Uh, so we, the Gemara in the diary basically tells us of the unique aspect of why it is so great. And look how the tour formulates it. The tour in source number two, in the beginning of Reish Samach says, Mitzvah lechol adam yisrael et There's a mitzvah for every uh, father to circumcise his son, the Gdola hi Mishar Mitzvot Asay, and the Brit- Mitzvah of Brit Milah is greater than any other positive Mitzvah. Um, so we see something really unique about the Mitzvah of uh, Brit Milah. We then, <coughs> we then have, uh, just want to focus for a second on what the reason, and Mr. Rothschild, welcome. We just mentioned we're talking about the mitzvah of Brit Milah, <clears throat> of circumcision. And the Tur said that this is the greatest positive mitzvah in the Torah. Um, the Sefer Achinuch gives us a reason what is the idea behind Brit Milah. And says the Sefer Achinuch, Ot Kavua 
HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who separated Am Yisrael as his nation, wanted to have almost a sign on their bodies as if we are his nation. So for, for that reason, we uh, got a special sign. Uh, the Rambam gives an interesting uh, reason. He says as follows in source number four in Moreh Nebuchim, one of the objectives of the mitzvah of Rit Milah is to limit the sexual desire for, for intercourse, etc. And basically, on a certain curtail uh, a man's uh, obsessiveness with the sexual desire, and that is the reason behind Brit Milah, according to the Rambam. He gives a different answer, very similar to the Sefer Achinuch in his second answer. Uh, if you look, um, <clears throat> if you look at Moray Nebuchim in the source number five, gamken kulam brit. And he says it's, it's like also being part of one nation that recognizes the, uh, recognizes the monotheistic approach to, to life, that there's one God, one religion. Um, so that is the idea behind the Rambam. Very similar. He also, he almost describes it like we soldiers, right? Chayalim b'tzva Hashem. So we need our soldiers have the uniform. We have the Brit Mila. Okay, that is. I believe that Arabs to service. Correct. So that's uh, that is a question, and it's a bigger question because according to the Rambam, the Rambam has a unique uh, opinion where he holds that uh, Arabs are obligated uh, to have a Brit Milah. They are obligated to have a Brit Milah. Um, no, not, a, not part of the seven mitzvot. No, no, not connected. Yeah, because it's a special din in the offspring of Abraham and B'nai Keturah also are chayav in a Brit Milah. And we'll see that there might be an Afkemina. We'll see that there might be an Afkemina whether a, uh, whether that has any halachic um, ramifications, the shit of the Rambam, they're basically Arabs and B'nai Keturah, the children of Keturah are also obligated in, uh, in a Brit Milah. Okay? But it doesn't give them Kedusha. Not necessarily gives them Kedusha, but we'll see that there is one drasha that says himol yimol, which means that, uh, the, the Gemara learns it out, himol yimol, as if to say, the one who is circumcised can, give this, can do the circumcision, as opposed to one who is not circumcised cannot do the circumcision. Now, if we hold that there is a chiyu for them to do a brit milah, could it be that if a Arab doctor would do a brit milah, would that have any significance? So Bezrat Hashem will get to that as well, but not necessarily that means that there's Kedusha. But it might be part of this concept of a Brit. Yeah. Is it full, full circumcision or... Sorry, what? For the Arabs, is it full circumcision? Uh, I think they do have... There is a difference. They don't have to do Priya. They don't have to do what's called Priya. If we get to it, we'll, we'll discuss the distinction. Mind you, 
in our case, yeah. if for health reasons a doctor, a Jewish doctor, has to perform the word because it's too dangerous, then it probably has Kedusha. If he does the Brit Milah on a non-Jew? Pardon? On a non-Jew or... or, or no, if, on a Jew. This is a doctor rather than a Lord. Oh, if a doctor. But is the doctor Jewish or not Jewish? Yeah. He's yeah. Jewish. Yeah, because he's an Imol, so he could... Imol. Do you need a Moel or is a doctor? Right, it doesn't have to be a... It doesn't have to be a Moel per se. Because the baby is in danger if a doctor doesn't do it. Mm. It's dangerous. Oh, yeah. So you're saying if a, if a doctor does it, if a doctor does it, now, correct, if the doctor does it, it might be okay. The question is if whether, whether the doctor was Jewish or not. And we'll have to view what would be the status of an Arab doctor, right? Mm. Who's himself gone through circumcision. Bezrat Hashem. Bezrat Hashem will, will get there. So let's begin. Just, just one yeah. comment. I know that I, you want to move on to the other things which are very important. Yeah. Just, it doesn't, um, men, obviously it doesn't talk anything about women here. We'll get, women have no obligation of the that's Mila. That's an Exos. That's an okay. Exos, okay? So we'll see who is obligated in the mitzvah of Brit Milah and how does this pertain to women. Mm-hmm. So says the, the famous sugya of who is obligated to do Brit Milah is in Kiddushin Chaftet. Says the Gemara, source number 6, page 252. Tanur Rabbanan, we in a brighter. Ha'av chayav bivno, a father has certain obligations to his son. Lemulo, to give him a circumcision. Lehasio isha, to make sure he uh, uh, finds a wife. and to teach him a trade. And some say even to teach him to swim. These are obligations on the father. Now the Gemara goes through each one. Where did the brighter know that a father is obligated on each of these? Says the brighter, Lemulo Milalan, how do I know the father is obligated? Dichtiv Vayamal Abraham et Yitzchak. Abraham circumcised Yitzchak. Vayechadilo Male Abua, says the Gemara, where the father didn't do the circumcision, Machaive Beidina Lemimale. Then the obligation is on the baiting. Dichtiv Himolachem Kol Zachar, i.e., we have to make sure that every Jewish male is circumcised. But if the Beitin did not do their job, for example, um, the Beitin didn't know that the guy was Jewish. He only found out he was Jewish when he was 18 years old and he was you know, going through his genealogy. So his father didn't give him Brit Milah. The Beitin didn't worry about it because he wasn't part of the Jewish community. Now says the Gemara, in that case, what happens? Mechaev ihu the person himself, once he's had his bar mitzvah, the obligation to do brit milah, for the, it's his obligation to make sure that he has a brit milah. Anyone who is not circumcised will get karet. So we see from here that the Torah is putting the onus on the person himself. You can't blame anyone else. Now, says the Gemara, what about woman? What about the mother? Where do I know that a mother, a woman, is not obligated to do Brit Milah? Right? As Hashem commanded him, referring to Abraham, 
Hashem commanded Abraham and not Sarah. Oto velo ota. Says the Gemara, Eshkechan miyad, ledorot milad. And how do I know? Okay, that was for the case of Abraham as opposed to Sarah. How do I know that for all generations, mothers aren't obligated to give a circumcise their children? Tanad ve Rabbi Yishmael, koma kom shenemar tzav, eno elaziruz miyad uledorot. Says the Gemara, any time the word tzav, this is for all generations, and therefore the Gemara over here learns out that women are exempt from, they are not obligated to give their sons a, a circumcision. So to summarize this Gemara, we have found uh, three important uh, um, people that are in the picture of the mitzvah. The first obligation is on the father. If the father didn't do his job for some reason, He's not interested in doing it. He's in jail. Who knows? Whatever the reason is, he's passed away. The Beitin now have the responsibility to take care that every Jewish child, every Jewish male child, has, uh, goes through circumcision. If the Beitin didn't do their job for whatever reason, and now the child grows up and he is a Gadol, the onus is upon him to make sure that he is uh, circumcised. Where is the mother in the picture? So the Gemara tells us that the mother is not obligated because of Xerah Takatu. The Pasuk says, him and not her. Now Tosfot asks a very uh, interesting question. And that is, why do I need a Pasuk to tell me that a woman isn't obligated to give her, her son a Brit Milah? It's a time-bound mitzvah. Why would I say that this is a time-bound mitzvah? You cannot do a Brit Milah until the eighth day. You also cannot do a Brit Milah mm -hmm. at night. Right? And you also cannot do a Brit Milah on Shabbat it's if it's not the eighth day. Mm -hmm. Right? So if it's not the eighth day, you can't do it on Shabbat or Yom Tov or whatever it is. So that means that this mitzvah is time bound. So Tosfot asks, if it's time bound, why does the Gemara tell me that woman is exempt because of Tzikashetzi I know it's a mitzvah Tzikashetzi as my grammar. All the Rishonim asked this question. Many answers have been, many answers have been given. I want to uh, mention one. Um, one possibility is, remember we saw the Gemara in Nadari that was talking about the 13 Britot. Uh, the mitzvah of circumcision is unique. There were 13 covenants set upon it, etc., etc. There's karate. So says one, one of the answers brought in Tosvot is that because it's so unique, if I didn't have Xerat Akatov, even though it is a time-bound mitzvah, I might have thought that woman would be obligated. Mm -hmm. And therefore, mother might have been obligated to circumcise her child. That's why the Torah had to strengthen it and say, Kashet and she's exempt, not just because it's a time-bound mitzvah, but also because of Xerath HaKatum. So that again shows the uniqueness or the strength um, of, of this mitzvah. Yeah. From the age of eight days. Yes. Until 13. Yes. There is an obligation on the mother, I guess, to perform if the father refuses or doesn't do it or can't do it. Mm. Okay, so what excellent uh, point. But yeah. after 13... It's no longer on the mother. It's mm. on the boy or man himself. Correct. But the question is, the question is like this. 
The Gemara said explicitly that a woman is not obligated. The mother is not obligated. However, some Ahronim might say, hold on a second. Who is obligated after the father? You the baby. His, his mother is no, no time obligated. It's a, that's what the Gemara says. A woman is exempt completely. Okay. But, 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 however, some Ahronim want to point out the following. Who is obligated if the father's not interested in jail, passed away. The baiting. Who is baiting? So, one understanding of baiting is, you know, you go to the Dayanin, go to the Dayanin. What happens if there's no baiting there? The baiting can also be a code name for all of Klal Israel. I.e., every Jew on a certain level has to take responsibility. Does that now included in every Jew might be the mother? I.e., she doesn't have a specific obligation as the mother, but she might be included in the obligation of this meta concept called baiting, where there's no baiting, every Jew, which might include also males and females, and therefore a mother might also be obligated from the back door. So, um, so it could be that a mother, in general, we say that a mother should definitely make sure that her child is... Um, is circumcised, the halachic obligation is limited. The halachic obligation is limited. It might be within the realm of a greater understanding of what Beit Din is. Now, uh, look at the Shulchan Aruch. The Shulchan Aruch says, Mitzvat la'av lamur et beno. Sorry, before we get to the Shulchan Aruch. The Gemara in Kiddushin just said that a woman is exempt from circumcising her son. Can she circumcise her son? Zipporah. Before we get to Tzipporah, before bringing the proof from Tzipporah, what would you say? Would a woman be permitted to do a Brit Mila? Yeah, we know she's exempt. She doesn't have to. Like, yeah. like, like, like what? It's what? Yeah. Oh, you know, you're not Mechayev. Mechayev should be if they say a bracha or not. Right. Okay. So, yeah. so uh, Ravina wants to say, this is a classic case of mitzvah ta'aseh man grammar. A woman, just like a woman, is not obligated to sit in a sukkah, but if she does sit in a sukkah, she gets a mitzvah. And for Ashkenazim, she can even say the bracha for Svarim, no. Okay, How, so too, she doesn't have to circumcise her son, but if she does circumcise her son, what's the problem? Other rabbi, she gets a mitzvah, maybe even if she's an Ashkenazi, she might even be able to say a bracha. However, the Gemara in Avodah Zorah, it's not in... It's not, it, well, the, the question is whether she can. I'm saying, in theory, one could say, in theory, maybe she is permitted to do so, and she might even be able to say a bracha. But, it's not so simple. Not so simple. But when, like, let's say she did perform it, yeah. she would still have to go to the base and have the, the child checked to make sure that it was done properly. What? No, no, not necessary. Not necessary. There's no din that a baiting has to see that it was done. Uh, we, we assume that things are done correctly until are proven otherwise. Um, but let me, let me um, throw a caveat into this discussion, and that is the Gemara in Avodah Daf The Gemara in Avodah Daf has a discussion of why a non-Jew cannot uh, perform a Brit Mila on a Jewish boy. And there, it's a machloket between Rav and Rabbi Yochanan. Rav says, uh, the Pasuk says something like, tishmor et briti. Right? Uh, so one who is within the covenant can do the Brit Mila. One who is not within the covenant cannot do the Brit Mila. 
Rabbi Yochanan uses the passage, why cannot a guy not do the Brit Milah? Himol, yimol. One who is circumcised can circumcise. One who is not circumcised cannot circumcise. Right? Now, what would the Gemara then says, the Nafgamina will be t- between Rav and Rabbi Yochanan is regarding a woman. Why? Himol, yimol. One who is circumcised can circumcise. The Gemara says in a few places that women can mim damya. It's as if they are circumcised. They didn't physically go through circumcision, but it's as if they've already been circumcised. So then they're still in the parasha. Are you according to Rabbi Yochanan, women are permitted to do the Brit Milah. Rav brings the Pasuk Vatati Shmor et Briti. One who is in the obligation of the covenant can perform it. One who is not in the obligation of the covenant cannot perform it. And therefore, Rav says a woman cannot perform it. So we have a machloket between Rav and Rabbi Yochanan, where the women are permitted, um, they definitely exempt from doing a Brit Milah. The question is whether they are permitted to do Brit Milah or not. The Gemara there says, how can Rav say it's Asur, right? Because the story of Tzipora. So the Gemara gives two answers. The Gemara basically says that it doesn't mean that Tzipora literally did the Brit Milah. She either, you know, got Moshe Rabbeinu, woke him up from his slumber in terms of get cracking and do the Brit Milah before you start going to free all the Jews from Egypt. Or um, she started doing the Brit Milah and Moshe Rabbeinu completed it. Two, two different uh, answers given in the Gemara. Okay, so, so that just concludes the um this element of who is obligated who is not obligated just want to add one more thing rabbi akiva Ega has a famous uh, question we say that the the father the father's the obligation falls on the father if the father's not around on the baiting what is if the father's not around but the father's father is around i.e the grandparent is he obligated? Is there any unique obligation for a grandparent to a um, grandfather to circumcise their child or not? And here Rabbi Akiva... The father's father you're talking about, not the maternal. I don't remember seeing... I haven't looked inside, but I would imagine it's the father's father. I would imagine it's the father's father. Um, but I need to check that uh, Rabbi Akiva again. So here he's got a suffix that maybe one could argue that a father's father is also obligated on some level to uh, to do the brick miller for his mm-hmm. grandson. Where do we see this? We don't see this really regarding brick miller, but we do Sorry. find it regarding Talmud Torah, and we do find this regarding Talmud Torah to the extent that some uh, that some day schools, when they know that the parents can't pay, they send the bill to the grandparents. <laughs> Pay up! You got to, you got to, um, you got to pay for your for your grandson's uh, uh, Torah education, especially when all the the fathers are sitting in kollel. So grandfather has to pay up. So we do find, at least according to some poskim, uh, it's a bit of discussion in the Gemara. But what exactly is the the extent of the grandfather's obligation to teach his grandson Torah? And perhaps we find often a connection between Brit Milah and Talmud Torah, so maybe we can also apply that over here. Uh, Rabbi Akiva Ega would leave that as a suffix. There might be a ramification when it comes to the laws of the brachot. 
if we get there according to a unique shit of the Rambam. Okay, so when we get to the brachot of the Brit Mila, remind me of this Rabbi Akiva Ega. Let's move on. How does the Shulchan Aruch Paskin, source number seven, the beginning of Reish Samech in Yoradea, Mitzvat Asei La'av. It is a positive commandment on the father, Lamulet Beno, to circumcise his son, Ugdola Mitzvazo Mishar Mitzvot Asei. It is greater than other positive commandments. What happens if a person didn't do a Brit Mila? Here we find an interesting machloket between the Rambam and the Rambam. The Rambam says, what happens if we saw that basically there is a, a punishment of karet. When does the karet kick in? Here the Rambam says, For some reason, Beitin missed it. They didn't breast this uh, kid. When he becomes of age, he has to take care of it himself. Every day that passes that he doesn't have a Brit Milah, he is nullifying a Mitzvah Tase, a positive commandment. But he is only Chayav Karet if he does having actively decided not to have a Brit Milah. Does that mean... What happens if he dies Arel Bashkaga? Right. According to the Rambam, according to the Rambam, if he was on the way to the surgery to have his Brit Mila and he died in a car crash, he would not be high of Karat because he wasn't planning on dying uh, without a Brit Mila. Right? Well, didn't know he was a Jewish. Jewish. No, but now, now, in, oh, correct. Then Vada is Bashkaga. Now, um, the Ribad argues. Says the Rebbe, just look at the last line, V'chol yom omed be'isur karet. According to the Rebbe, every day that a person doesn't do the Brit Mila, we're talking about an isur karet uh, involved over here. Now, um, this also might have ramifications in terms of how desperate do we need to be to, um, you know, let's say the Brit Mila didn't take place on the eighth day. For whatever reason, the kid wasn't well. How makbid do we have to be that when the kid is well, we have to do it for right? When my, uh, one of my children was, uh, the, the moil came uh, the day before, said, no good. He can't have his Brit Mila on the morning. So we had already hired the caterer and everything. We canceled everything. And the caterer said to me, no problem. When you do have it, so I'll be the caterer and, and you, know, you won't have to pay. But then the moil came the next day. And he said, it was like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And he said, he thinks, you know what? I think we can do it. So, uh, so pretty much, you know, within like uh, two hours, you know, uh, we just went to all the bakeries, bought all the cakes that we could, and, uh, we, and we phoned up the caterer. She said, no, I can't, can't do it this afternoon. So I ended up paying the caterer for, 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 the, uh, for the, the event that I didn't have and buying all the cakes. And, but, but the point is, is that you can't delay it just because of uh, you'll have nicer food, right? Or you'll have more people. We didn't, we, you know, at the, you know, it was very last moment, so many people uh, couldn't get there. Anyway, but that's what uh, comes out. That according to the Ravid, it's a serious violation. Even according to the Rambam, you mevatel mitzvah every day. That's not a simple thing. You've got to try and do it as soon as possible. Let's move on. Does Who, it make a difference though? Because I know you're saying that yourself. Yes. That was on the eighth day. 
Does it make a difference though if it's after the eighth day already? Um, there is an added element of the eighth day. I do agree. There is an added element of chashivas of the eighth day. But even so, if you know that you can have a brit milah, the doctor gives you the, the okay, ahead. and the rabbi, and we'll see that sometimes mm-hmm. the rabbis and the doctors will argue. And it could be that the doctor says it's okay, but the rabbi might say you have to wait a whole week. We'll discuss that. Sometimes you have to wait seven whole days for the kid to get better. But once you get the okay from all the, from all the things, you shouldn't delay it at all. You should do it as soon as possible. I know in many communities it's to do it on a Sunday, but that is, not, uh, <laughs> that is not appropriate. That is not halakhically appropriate. One should do it as soon as one is able to. Okay, that, now comes a very interesting sugya that we pretty much found uh, unique to Hilchot um, Brit Mila. We have a Gemara in Masech of Nadari Ma'in Bet, the Kuli Almer Shluchot Shel Adam Kamoto, that basically in all over the Torah we have a principle, Shluchot Shel Adam Kamoto, that a person's messenger or agent can act on his behalf. Right? So I can, I can do many mitzvot, I can even marry someone uh, through a messenger. Right? There are many mitzvot that I can do, some I can send someone to burn machamets or etc. These are things that we have a principle, shluchot shel adam kamoto. Look at the Ramah. The Ramah says, Bechol davar shluchot shel adam kamoto, chutz miladvar aveira. That regarding all of the Torah, we have a principle that an agent can act on my behalf, except for an aveira. If I go tell someone uh, to steal, rob a bank, and he goes and he robs a bank, it's not my problem. I, the, he's not acting on my behalf, he's acting on his behalf, he should have listened to Dibre Harab, the Dibre Atalmi, Dibre Mishomin. Right? He should have listened to Akash Baruch and not me. So he's going to go to jail, not me. Says the Shach. Now here comes the Shach, and he basically muddles everything up. Umi Dibre Harosh, from the words of the Rosh Eveti that I have brought at Muchach, that is proven. The Mishu Mohel, a father that himself is a Mohel, a Norashai Litain Beno. Cannot give another moil to circumcise his son. And this he is obligated to circumcise his own son, similar to the mitzvah of Kisui Adam. What's Kisui Adam? If a person, sometimes we, we don't usually have this mitzvah, some of us who do, if you do kaparot, with the bird, you might be the only time you actually do a mitzvah of a kisui adam the whole year. Because when you shecht an, a bird, you have to cover the blood. Or if you shecht the chayah, most of us are not shechting deers on a daily basis, um, even butchers. Most of us are not shechting birds on a daily basis. But the butchers who shecht birds, as opposed to shechting a cow, cow you don't have to do kisui adam because it's not a chayah, it's a behemah. But for a bird or a chaya, you have to do kisui adam, you have to cover the blood. That's a mitzvah. Now, the shach is basically telling me that the one who does the shechita on the bird is the one who is chayab to do kisui adam. And you can't split it. And he says, similar to that, the father is obligated to do the brit milah and he's not permitted to give it to someone else. The Misha Shafach who Yechaseh, the one who shechted, is the one who will cover the blood. This is also similar to the words of the Rambam. 
the mitzvah to say ze mutal al ha'av tchila is on the father first v'hachimash mepashto the shas and this is what it says the simple reading of the shas ha'av chayav bivno lemulo so he's reading the Gemara very literal now look at the ktsot ha'choshen source number 14 uvetvuat shor the ktsot by the way the ktsot is uh, siding over here with the shach that basically a father who is a moel for some reason, Shluchosh al-Adam doesn't apply. Right? He cannot give it over. But he's quoting a Tuat Shor. Katav dal divrei ashach. Lo yadana maraya maiti midivrei arosh. What proof did he get from the Rosh? V'chi lo yadana da mitzvah al-Av. What did the Rosh say? That the father has the obligation. We knew that. The Gemara said that. We just learned it. What was he saying? V'chein bekiso inisha shakat yechaseh. And the fact that the person who shechted it has a mitzvah to do kisoy adam, what chiddush are you telling me? But nevertheless, I agree. The person who shechts it has a mitzvah to cover it. So what? Why can't he make a shaliyah? Just like every mitzvah, I can, uh, I can appoint a shaliyah. So the father has a mitzvah to do the brit milah. No one's arguing with you. you uh, no one's arguing with that. But why can't he appoint a shaliyah? Why can't he appoint another moil? The Chena Darke Moshe. Now, the Darke Moshe Biyaradaya, Hebi Beshem Orzarua. He quotes an Orzarua. This actually comes back, not just from the Shach, who's quoting it in the name of the Rosh, but there's explicit Orzarua that says that what the Imaav Moel Asur Lechabdol Acher, if the father is a moil, he cannot give it to any other, other person to do the Brit Milah. And on this says the Darke Moshe, the Ramah, the Katava Darke Moshe, Utzmehani ha'kaimelan d'chol makom shluchosh al-adam k'moto. Says the Ramah, I don't know what's going on over here. We have a principle, shluchosh al-adam k'moto, a person can appoint a, 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 a messenger, um, someone to do the mitzvah on his behalf, right? So why is this mitzvah of Brit Mila different? Says the Ramah, I don't understand. Says the Tuat Shor, I don't understand. On the other hand, the Shach is quoting the or, is quotes the Rosh, and it seems to be there's also the opinion of the Orzarua, and the Ktsot wants to try and give an explanation for the Shach. I, why is it a problem of here of handing over the Brit Mir, appointing someone to do it on my behalf? Says the Ktsot. Uh, look, uh, look very just. Um, Go to the last line on source 15 on, on, on page 256, the bolden line. The lab meal to he, it's not true. Why? A mitzvah that is incumbent upon a person's body, for example, tefillin. I have to put on tefillin. I cannot say to my friend, listen, you know. Maybe you got a shul and put on filling for me this morning and I'll just stay in bed. It's not going to work. However tempting that might be for some people, it doesn't work that way. Because it's a mitzvah begufo. Since it's a mitzvah on your body, so therefore you have to, you can't do it al shaniach. But here says the, uh, the, the tzot, skip the kiddush, in, uh, go to the last emboldened. Aval mitzvot kisui. Covering of the blood, shatrai tilu alav on the shochet, mishe shafach yechaseh, 
the one who shechts has to cover it. If a shaliach, according to the according to the ktsot, and we'll, we'll discuss this in a moment, the ktsot is basically saying mitzvah begufo applies to kisui adam as well. And he says that the father's obligation to do the brit milah is a mitzvah shebegufo. And therefore, he cannot appoint a shaliach. Now the question is, where the, where the tzot, how does the tzot understand that this is a mitzvah shebegufo? Both regarding kusu adam and regarding a brit milah. But it seems that that's how he understands it. Many achronim take uh, take the ksot to task on this as to where do you see that that's a mitzvah of the gulf to um, to actually to actually do the brit milah other rabbi it could very well be there's a famous chakira is the mitzvah of brit milah to do the maise milah or is the brit milah to ensure that a person isn't an arel right we have a famous midrash that when David HaMelech went into the bathhouse, he was feeling all uh, down and depressed because he wasn't doing any mitzvot. And then the, the midrash says, and he looked at his milah and he was comforted. The question is, what kind of comfort is that? If, you know, his father gave him a bris milah, you know, 30 years prior, how's that comforting him doing a mitzvah? Unless you say the mitzvah of brit milah is the result and not the action. Right, some mitzvot, when we get to Hilchot Tzedakah, there is a strong Havamina, uh, or even opinion, that could argue that the mitzvah of Tzedakah is result-orientated and not action-orientated. And similar, the mitzvah of Brit Milah is result-orientated and not action-orientated. Now, you still have to do a Maise so Milah. So the whole, why, yeah, I was going to say, but it doesn't make sense, because the whole terminology that is always used, Okay, I agree, I agree. It's uh, very difficult to read that. It's difficult to read it also into the Sukkim of Avram and uh, And also one Hibn could argue... Like it doesn't say, correct. ensure that they're not Arel. Right? I agree, and not only that, one could argue, well, if the point is the result, then what, why do we have to care that, you know, who did it? And why do we say that if a person was uh, brisk, on the fifth day, it didn't mm. wait till the eighth day, you have to go do in Hatafatam. Mm. You have to redo Hatafatam. At least according to most opinions, not according to the Shagasariya, but, but according to most opinions, yes. Okay, so this is a big discussion. The Achronim that deal with this Chakira have to deal with all of these, uh, these questions. I'm just pointing out that if you say it's a mitzvah Sheba Gufo, you know, it's according to some, there's not even a mitzvah to do a Maiseh, so, so Lichora. Very difficult to say it's a mitzvah shebegufo, but that is how the Ktsot is understanding this uh, sugya. And uh, lemaise, one could argue that um, that one, if to be machmir, if a father knows how to do a brit milah, he shouldn't, uh, he should should not hand it over. So this is a machloket between the poskim. On the one hand, you have the shach. And the Ksot saying don't do it, but you have the Ramah and other Tuachor and other Achronim that say you don't have to worry about it. The Beis HaLevi just points out that really there are two separate mitzvahs. And there's a unique mitzvah on the father to do the Brit Milah. And then there's the mitzvah to ensure that the child is basically circumcised. 
So he says that even if the father appoints a shaliach to circumcise, he gets the second element of the mitzvah, but he doesn't get the first element of the mitzvah of the father. Here might be an, an important point to discuss the brachot. Uh, I just want to, let's skip to the, uh, to the brachot for a moment. Okay, yes. So this is only if the father actually knows how to do circumcision. Correct. If he doesn't, and he does give it to someone else, then, it, then he still gets the mitzvah because... Correct. Right. right. Uh, well, well, that's one of the difficulties on the shit of the tzotim. Why is it that only if he's a moel, then it's a mitzvah shebegufo? And if he's not a moel, then it's not a mitzvah shebegufo. What's the logic to that? Uh, then maybe everyone should go and learn to be a moel. Right. right? Um, we don't say, you know, well, if you don't know how to put on twinning, don't worry about it. Uh, or, or you don't have a pair of twinning, don't worry about it. If it's a mitzvah shebegufo, then make a plan. So that's a question on the tzot, even though the language of the shach and the language of everyone else is, if you're a moel, don't, you're not allowed to give it to anyone else. I think the answer they would say is, achinami. if you don't know, you won't be able to fill this element of the mitzvah, but you'll get the other elements. But now... There's a unique um, din of, uh, of the brachot when it comes to uh, Brit Milah. Uh, if you look at... Um, I don't think we actually brought it in this... For some reason, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, look at... Um, <coughs> Shulchan Aruch, source uh, 58, on page 280. Bizman Chachmei Agmara. No, skip that. Go to source 60. <coughs> the Gemara says that something unique. When you do a Brit Milah, you say two brachot. Ala Milah and La'achniso Bivrito Shel Abraham Avin. All the Rishonim have a question. Since when do you have two brachot on a, on a Birkat Mitzvah? Right? It's, it's kind of unique uh, to the extent that Rabbeinu Tam says it's Bichlal Nola Birkat HaMitzvah. The second Lach Nisor Bibrito Shel Abraham Avinu is maybe it's a Birkat HaShevach. And there's a Machlok in when to say it. Even, whenever you have a Birkat HaMitzvah, you always, we do the Bracha before the Maaseh. So if I'm going to shake the Lulav, I have to say the Bracha before shaking the Lulav. On the other hand, if it's a Birkat HaShevach, if it's a brocha on a shebach, I can do it afterwards. When I see a beautiful moon, uh, a beautiful mountain, that's when I say the brocha. When I see the yam hagadol, that's when I say the brocha. I don't say the brocha and then like open up my arms. Now, especially when you're driving, okay? Everyone close your eyes now, say the brocha and then open up. You don't do that. You first have to see and be wowed and uh, inspired to say the brocha. So the question is, this bracha of Lach Nisobri Vritosh Alav Ramavinu, let's take the Tosfot, Tosfot in source number 60. Can you say that the, the Mohel says one and the Father says one? Oh, that that's, the, the, that's, the, uh, that's the conclusion of the discussion, right? But we'll, 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 see, we'll, we'll see that. That's the Rosh's Pshara. Uh, uh, so here it says the Gemara, Belevair Kuliyama Lopliyu Delahabamashim. Yikana Yamatrich Rashba. It seems to be that it should be Rashba. The correct girsa is the Rashbam says Levarech Lachniso that you have to say before the Brit Mila Lachniso the Ilachara Mila Yeshaker Bevir Kato Dach the Lachniso Lahaba Mashma. 
So he says, it's a birkat mitzvah that the word lahachniso is in the future, and therefore you should say it before any cutting starts. Velo rabbeinu tam. Basically, and rabbeinu tam argues that not. Now, why did I want to bring this? Because the, the Rosh, source number 60, Bo Tramatik Shavia ben Mevarech Miyad Achar Birkata Moel, Mikri Shapir Over Lahasiato, Vegam Lahaba, Lafisha Adain Lopara, Utsnan Mal, Velopara, Kilu Lomal. So the Rosh comes up with a big solution. On the one hand, the Rosh Bam says you have to do Lachni Sobi Vritoshal Avram Avinu. On the other hand, once the Moel says, Alamilah, you can't have a hepsek. Why, why should the father then say another brocha? So what does the Rosh suggest? The Moel says, Alamilah. He then starts cutting. The father then says, And then the Moel does the Priya. There are two elements to Brit Mila. There's the outer foreskin. And then there is the inner membrane. Now, the inner membrane only became obligated in the times of Yeshua ben Nun. And uh, so the Rosh says, so the Moel should do first part. Then the father says, like me saw, and it's still over la time because mal velo parak ilulo mal. We pass him that if you didn't do priya, you haven't done a, uh, you haven't done a valid uh, brit mila. So based on that, that's the su- suggestion of the, of the, of the Rosh. It's quite difficult because today most Mualim do them together. Mm. Most Mualim, they do the Priya and removal of the foreskin together. I, I know one Moel was on a, um, on a uh, crusade to try and uh, separate them. He thinks that it's, it's not right what the Mualim do, uh, that they should separate them. Uh, this is a Machloket Poskim. Rav Moshe Feinstein didn't seem to be too too bothered about it. Rav Chaim Kanievsky is very bothered about it. Um, also, I've heard uh, Rav Shlomo Fischer isn't bothered about it at all. So, so that is a thing. But that is a thing. Now, why do I bring all this? Going back to the Rambam. The Rambam is a very unique understanding of this unique Brochob Lach Nisobibrito Shel Avraham Avinu. Says the Rambam. When do you say that second Brocha? Only when the father is around. If the father isn't around, we don't say that second bracha. Now, I've heard different understandings of what the second bracha is. I heard uh, in the name of the Machzor uh, uh, Vitri, if I'm not mistaken, that basically, Rabbeinu Tam understands that it's not a birkat mitzvah. It's like a birkat shevach bichlau that Hashem has given us this obligation of Bismillah. One can understand you want to be medayek from the Machzor Vitri, although it could be understood differently. And I have heard this B'Shem or even Rabbi Rav Baruch Gigi, but if I'm misquoting him, then, then I'm making this up. Basically as follows. The second bracha is not on the... The Maise Mitzvah of Brit Mila starts with the cutting of the, of the foreskin, but doesn't end there. It continues throughout the person's life. Doesn't just physically mean the removal of the foreskin, but it, it's a package deal of what it means to be within the Brit of Abraham Avinu. And that is a continual kind of mitzvah of, if you want to say, chinuch, etc., of the father 
And that is the second bracha. That it's not just the maise of removing of the arel, but it's l'achnisobivritoshelavramavinu. And according to the Rambam, this is unique to the father. If the father's not there, you can't say the bracha. There's, there's really two aspects. It's brit milah. Right. So that's how you can say, I'll shake it, the shaman is obviously one. Otherwise, that's why I don't think it makes sense to say it's a birkat shevach. Because how do you say, I'll shake it, the shaman is You don't say when you see uh, the yagadol, you don't say, I'll shake it, the shaman. Well, you have a question, but, but I not, could answer that we say the same thing regarding, uh, regarding birkat erosin. Nachon? And there the Rosh says it's a Birkat Shevach. Ah, it says Ashek Edishanu. So, a Birkat Shevach. There's a discussion between the Rambam and the Rosh over there. So, I agree, the language seems to be a mitzvah, but it's not like, it's, well, not, it's not like we haven't seen such a nusach where some Rishonim still want to say that it's a Birkat Shevach. Okay, right? well, in any event, the whole, the, whole, the whole thing is it's not a circumcision. Circumcision is Mila. Yes. It's a Brit Mila. It's, it's, there's two aspects here to what's going on. There's number one is the physical Mila, is the physical, like, so that's going right. to come into action when you, you were saying, if you have, like, a, what uh, Kurt was saying, if you have a Jewish doctor, doctor yeah. that performs a circumcision, it may be a circumcision, it might not be a Brit Mila. It might be a Mila, but it might not be a Brit Mila. You might have to do. Uh, Afterwards, yeah. uh, th- there's basically there's two aspects to what goes on. In the Could be. One is be. one part is the mila is the physical removal of the foreskin, which is right. the which is the al and right. then there's the second part, which is on the father, which is what we're saying. The problem is, is, is yeah, the problem is is that the Taz points out that we've never seen an obligation to do the mitzvah mila lishma more than any other mitzvah, right? So that's. Uh, uh, I agree. One can go in your direction. There are questions on it. The Taz points out that we've never heard of Lishma. One would assume that there has to be a certain Lishma. But one could argue on the Taz. One could argue that that's not what the, the Chachamim is. The point is because it, it happens Bosman. It happens at the right. same time. You can't physically say two Brachot at the same time. Right. So you have to do one after the other. So. Right. Okay. Yeah. If, if the father died before the mm. baby was born. Right. Who is the point that Debate. So. Oh. so, who is appointed to say Lachni So? This is an interesting thing. First of all, we don't generally pass in like the Rambam. We say the Brocha Lachni So, Bibri Toshel Avraham Avinu, even if the father doesn't do it. But, remember, we mentioned Rabbi Akiva Ege in the beginning of the Shia. Rabbi Akiva Ege wanted to say that perhaps the grandfather mm. has some shaykhus to the father's obligation. One could argue that if the father passed away, for example, it should be, anyone theoretically could say the bracha, but most appropriate should be the grandfather, because he might have a special chiyuv that even according to the Rambam might agree that one could say the bracha, even though we don't pass him like the Rambam, we say the bracha anyway in the case where the father uh, doesn't pass away. Nowadays, especially in, not just, but especially in Chutzlars, you can get situations where you have the mother's Jewish and the father's not Jewish. Right. So you have the baby who's born who's Jewish has to have a Brit Milah. Right. The father can't say Lachisa. Right. So it could be that the maternal grand, grandfather, grandfather which is why I was asking you also earlier. Yeah, correct. That correct. he would be probably the most probably appropriate, the most appropriate person, person to do it. Correct. Okay, we, we're running out of time, so I'm just going to mention uh, very briefly the proper time to do the Brit Milah. Says the uh, Pasuk in Breshit of Ben Shmonat Yamin Yimol Lachem Kol Zachar Le Dorotechem, 
And the, so it says on the eighth day, the Gemara learns out that pretty much if you do a Brit Mila before the eighth day, you haven't done anything. Um, according to the Ramah, you don't have to redo Hatafat Dam Brit after the eighth day. All the Achronim don't understand why the Ramah said that, and they do. Shagas Arya has a unique understanding that he basically says that uh, you can't do Hatafat Dam, it's not going to help after the eighth day if you did it before. But we see from here that you have to wait until the eighth day. I need to point out that this is regarding a Jewish person, regarding an Eved or a Ger, Lichora, from the Torah, you could definitely... You uh, can't do it. No, if they, you, if they do a Brit Milah, you can do it on day one. Yeah, but not Lach Nisot. No, not Lach but the actual Brit Milah, you could do yeah. an Eved, a, a, an ever child that you want to do a Brit Mila, you could do it on day one. And simply a, a ger, at least from the Torah. Right? At least from the Torah. Now, when, when do you do a Brit Mila? So you have the Mishnah in Masechet Megillah Dabchaf that says, All other mitzvot of the day, you can only do it when the ball of the sun starts rising. That's called Neitzachamah. But if you did it from Alota Shachar, is when it's starting to what we'll call daybreak, even though the ball of the sun hasn't risen, right? Then it's okay. So that's why people who are traveling, if you need to catch a plane, you can uh, dive in early, even though it's not even, it's not even Neitzachama. Similarly, regarding a Brit Mila. The preferable time is to do at night after night sachama. If you did it from alot hashachar beriyeved, it's okay. But here says the Gemara, "Dichtiv uviyom hashmini yimol basar olato v'tanya kol ayom kulo kasher lemila." I from sunrise to sunset, you could theoretically do brit mila. Ela shezrizin makdimin lemitzvot. We have a principle of zrizin makdimin lemitzvot. That people have to do it early. What does it mean, Zrizim Makdim in the Mitzvot? So says the Shulchan Aruch, Mishala Amuda Shacha Yatsa, Bakolayom Kasher, the Mila Elish, Zrizim Makdim in the Mitzvot, Umalin Miyad Baboke. One has to do the Brit Mila immediately in the morning. Afil Mila Shalobizmana, Ena Elabiyom. And also, even if it's not during, you know, on the eighth day, it always has to be done during the day and should be done in the morning. Now, why do we want it to be done in the morning? We have a halakhic principle of zrizin makdim in the mitzvot. You want to uh, be hasty in doing the mitzvot. But we have a counter halakhic principle called berov am hadrat melech. Berov am hadrat melech means the more the multitudes, greater is the grandeur for the king. Now, if I do a Brit Mila at the 6 o'clock minion on a Tuesday morning for my son, I'm probably going to get three people, or I'll get a minion uh, after, the, after, the, after the minion to stay, for the, um, to stay for the bris. However, if I have it later on in the day, I'm going to get 300 people. So what's better? Do I do Zrizim Makdimin, or do I do, uh, or do, I do Barov Am Hadrat? Melech, right? To do a Hidur mitzvah with all the multitudes. So this is the discussion. Most of the poskim say as follows. 
There's a difference between morning and afternoon. If you want to not do it at the 6 o'clock minion, you know, at the Nate's minion, but you want to wait until 8 o'clock in the morning, that is, prep, that is okay because you're going to get more people coming to the Brit Mila. It's going to be a more menschlich kind of a Brit Mila as opposed, so you don't need it at 6 o'clock in the morning. What about doing it in the afternoon? Waiting until after Chatzot? Here the poskim are really against it. Let me read to you the Aruch HaShulchan. We'll end up with this Aruch HaShulchan. Um, the last few uh, the last few lines involved. We have to scream from the hilltops regarding the current custom. He's talking about over a hundred years ago, right? The people they, they delay the Brit Mila for a few hours during the day. For all types of nonsense. Because, you know, people didn't come on time or they're not going to come on time, so we'll wait for the people to finish their work. And all types of nonsense. And there are certain places that wait until after Chatzot. This is criminal, right? So, so case, uh, case closed. According to the Aruch HaShulchan, definitely not after Chatzot. Most poskim or makel, if you want to basically leave it to mid-morning, it's still okay. Uh, some say not over the fifth hour, but basically, once you, you don't have to do it mamash after the minyan of Nate. You can do it after the 7 o'clock or 8 o'clock minyan. One shouldn't delay it further than that, according to, according to most poskim. Okay, we didn't get to uh, deal with the other issues. Uh, obviously, if it is a sapphic born during Ben Ashmashot, yeah, so if it's a sapphic during Ben Ashmashot, then you can't do a Brit Mila on Shabbat. If it's a Caesarean section, you don't do a Brit Mila on Shabbat. Um, we didn't, I mean, those are m- some of the major issues. Okay. What were your topics last week and two weeks? I wasn't, I wasn't 